inhaling today. Charlie hair. Yeah. That's why I come over when I do. Yeah, just like to huff the couch. <laughs> yeah. Big Charlie Hover. Yeah. Uh, wow. Oh, it always feels good, yeah. I love the long intro. Yeah. It's so essential. <laughs> you gotta sit in it. Yeah, you really gotta ride the wave for about a full 45 seconds. That's how you recenter, you know. You never know when or where someone is tuning in to an episode of the show. Yeah. And they really need that to hear that. That's kind of beautiful. It's like a transcendental meditation. Yeah. It brings you in and gets you rock solid. Yeah, yeah. You big into transcendentalism? Yeah. Big into David Lynch, which I think <laughs> yeah. is the closest thing. Mm. I still have been saying I need to add new sounds for a while, and I just don't. I mean, you have the essentials, which are yeah. applause and, I hope, <laughs> rigorous booze, because they will of be Of course, yeah, we, we, we need that for yeah. the Max and Ingo's episode. Whenever I enter a room, that's the reaction <laughs> I'm going for. Uh, guys. What a day. Guys. How are your headphones sounding? Sounding great. Headphones sounding good. Yeah, your voice is beautiful. It's coming melodious through in as ever. 432 hertz or whatnot. Mm. We could even be at 433. Oh, Who knows? Oh man, uh, guys, it feels good to be back in the seat. It's been a it's been a few weeks, and what feels even better is that this is now a national championship podcast there we fucking go boys this is the podcast of national fucking champions episode um, 21 natty baby <laughs> episode 21 national <laughs> champions with max dominguez legal uh, to drink legal to be a winner yo dude that's true the pod finally is old enough finally <laughs> it was old enough to die in war three episodes ago but now and that's how fun. it should be when <laughs> the great men who founded our country <laughs> set out they said we should have these kids oh. be able to get slaughtered before sloshed now that's interesting because I don't know what the drinking age was in 1776. But I, think, I think it was four. <laughs> How else would you cope? I think that's true. And I, I, I keep reading on the internet, and I can't verify this myself yeah. because I've only been to Wisconsin once. Okay. I don't really have much desire to go back. No, I mean, they have the Dells and then nothing. Right, yeah. I mean, Madison was a nice place, but mm. we're not here to talk about Madison because this is a national championship podcast. The national champions are not from Madison. But what I was bringing that up is to say, is I, I've heard before that like, uh, you can be any like, they'll if you're any age of a child and you're with your parents and your parents are okay with it, they can like serve you beer at a restaurant. <laughs> Wait, actually? <laughs> That's what I've heard. That's astonishing. I have no, I'm gonna say that as fact on this show. I have no idea if it's true. But I, I believe that it is that if you get my nine year old out for date night and just being like, here's yeah, a Paps Blue Ribbon. Absolutely. Knock I feel like out. if you're with your legal parents and they are like, we, he's OK to drink a beer, <laughs> I think they're allowed to serve it. To, I'm pretty sure that's the case in Wisconsin. That rocks. My I'm dad just sure. being like, he's not driving. Like, yeah. what's he going to do? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> he's not driving us. That's one. Um, listen, I mean, everyone has been, you know, since. Gosh, I should have put socks on. Uh, it's a barefoot pod. <laughs> dogs are out. <laughs> the today. dogs are barking. Um, look, man, for the last few few months, everyone said Michigan's a cheat. Michigan's cheaters. Yeah. Michigan's soft. Once they have to go up against fucking Ohio State, once they have to go up against an SEC team, they'll crumble. Mm-hmm. 
But what? me and you, we were at the Rose Bowl. Me and you were. Oh, we were fucking there. And uh, we saw him send fucking Nick Saban out to pasture, dude. We killed a man with the emotional like <laughs> variation of a pet rock. <laughs> like nothing gets Terminator to that robot. dude. He goes up against Michigan. He's like, I simply must. Quit. I think I'm done with football. I, I, it's <laughs> I think I'm done. Me. I was the best ever at this, and now I'm done with it because I played Michigan. I saw Harbaugh. I saw Stallions playbook, and I God, just couldn't dude, go up I literally it. went up against Stallions and a great American and. This podcast, that's one other thing about this podcast, is we've always been firm in our belief that Connor Stallions is a great American hero. Yeah, Connor the Stallion. Connor the yeah. Stallions. <laughs> he's <laughs> and he's uh he'll never have to buy a drink in the great uh the great, great city of Ann Arbor uh ever again. How happy do you think he is right now? Dude, so like the happiest yeah. of anybody. Like <laughs> he wrote the manifesto. This is what he was envisioning when he wrote the manifesto. He's gonna give an interview five, ten years from now <laughs> where he's gonna like open the manifesto and we're gonna see Everything that happened was in his playbook. Yeah, dude, for real. He for was real. the fall guy. That was his big God, move. Oh. It's like a usual suspects plot twist. He was the greatest among us. Yeah. Dude. Oh, May man. May he rest in power. Man. I don't want to be a dead horse fully to death. Um, because I, well, mainly because I'm sure I'll be bringing this up on just about every episode on of every the show. single following episode <laughs> <laughs> until we're not the national champions anymore, which could be a while. Could be a while. Could be a while. But listen, man, I mean, it's special. The show started in Ann Arbor. It mm -hmm. started in a little apartment in Ann Arbor, and uh, it's always had Michigan in its blood. And and I don't want to take credit uh, because the boys work so hard. You can take a little Jim credit, work, but come on, man. Yeah, you were there. Come on, man. We were in Ann Arbor. And uh, me and you, uh, Pasadena, we saw the big plane. Cool plane, right? Cool plane. Big like something plane. out of Avatar. Isn't it nice to just see a big plane? <laughs> I think it's one of the few things that no matter who you are, where you are, it just gets at the soul of a man. Yeah, whoa. It's loud. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> it's, the, the, it's like those moviegoers in 1912 when they saw that big fucking train. <laughs> the yeah. great train. Oh. Yeah. yeah, man. That's what it was like. God, I wish I could show them a fucking B2 stealth bomber do you think if you show the pilgrim child the b2 stealth bomber they would, <laughs> would die on the spot you'd watch them pass out you, at they the transcend least. the plane yeah. of reality they yeah. wouldn't know what to make of that you know that's always so interesting <laughs> that, this happens to you a lot you show pilgrim children <laughs> technological marvels and you're like wow they it react is, strongly right and i know it's like everyone's always like uh you know, I see on Twitter a lot, and I still call it Twitter, by the way. Yeah, you as you it. should. I'm not cowing uh, to Musk's <laughs> demands. Any man who builds that fucking Cybertruck gets no respect for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm not a goddamn shill. It's Twitter, <laughs> and the truck is stupid. Yeah. But I see on that website a lot of people being like, uh, man, if a Victorian child read this post... It would melt its brain. And, and, I, and, you know, at some point it's like, oh, I get it. But mm -hmm. also... A lot of the times, I think they are right. Yeah. If well, you part should. of it's because you're handing them a phone. Right. That's right. the main thing. The content yeah. of the pose doesn't matter. It's more like, <laughs> what is this 2001 Space Odyssey <laughs> orb I'm holding now? Yeah, man. Gosh, do you? Uh, <laughs> if you could time travel, would you go back or forward? Uh, absolutely backward. I don't backwards. think because I don't want to be the pilgrim boy. You know, sure. I don't want to go forward and be blown. like. Oh, you're like splitting consciousness, conscious, yeah. conscious, not whatever. Who conscious, not conscious, not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bill, conscious, not <laughs> conscious, not is the Bill Nye's grandson. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like an ethereal 
uh, spectral being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he still He's hosts a cloud. the show. Dude, wow, yeah, the show's still going. The family. Wait, so if you could go back, where would you go? I genuinely think Roar in 20s. I think have really? a good time. Have really? a good time while you're there. I like that. Get Prohibition out era. before the depression hits. Yeah, yeah. Invest in Rockefeller. Go big or go home. Man, short the short the crash. Short the crash. Yeah. <laughs> Live I, pretty. I, would be, I feel like if you time travel with a financial incentive, you kind of have to be evil in some way. And I'm ready to own that if I go back. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's how we should approach time about, travel though, morality. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. That, yeah. Like people are always like like you can't kill baby Hitler. Like counterpoint, yeah, you can. yeah, you it's for so sure easy. could. And you know, then there's the argument. Well, uh, what if someone you know worse stepped in his place? And it's like, what if they didn't though? Yeah, then we'll go back and kill that baby too. Damn, for real, that is man. Then well, you just get locked into a looper, looper too. Yeah, you're just killing babies. I think I think time travel movies have one singular failing, which is they're always a cautionary tale. I'd get it right. <laughs> I'd nail that shit first yeah, go out of the sure. gate for sure. Go, go back to the twenties, just flawless. Yeah, um, man, it, it feels like and feel free to. Di- <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to disagree with this next point. Yeah. It feels like we're pretty close to someone making a time travel movie about killing babies. That's like a, a pro-life uh, Ooh, metaphor. Daily Wire is working on that script yeah, right dude, now. Right? Ben Shapiro's yeah. ghostwriting that. Gina Gershon is going to lead. <laughs> <laughs> Remember her? Wait, who's Gina Gershon? Oh, she's... Oh, no, wait. I love Gina Gershon. I'm thinking of Gina G- Carano. G- I was going to say, Gina yeah. Carano's the Star Sorry Wars lady. Sorry Gina Gershon. A well, great Gina Gershon? She was in Showgirls. She was in The okay. Insider. She's done a lot. Great okay. actress. Yeah. Her, whose name happens to share the first name with... With Gina Carano. F- former actress, Gina Carano. <laughs> <laughs> former actress turned... Mad person on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Well, that's, you know, roughly 10 minutes up top of of talking about the Wolverines. Um, Can we... Go ahead. Because I I just want to hunker down on the Natty and on the Rose Bowl specifically. specifically, yeah. Because you brought up the plane, which, I mean, already tough to beat that. But then we did, because those boys, that was a religious experience, dude. Like, I saw you after the game. You were... Crying, bold <laughs> over, yeah, just the power of perseverance, of dedication, of and Blake Corum's oh, cannonball of a body, like just truly to come stunning. Out, I mean, I mean, yeah, yes, yes, and it was, and being in in the greatest, I mean, second greatest venue in college football behind the Big House, obviously. Um, but so obviously, so much history at the Rose Bowl, and. Uh, to be with my sister, like so, we should, like we the yeah. game the game started. We walked into a section. We walked into my sister's section and saw you right away, yes. me and my sister and uh, Ben Wishney. And uh, we said, oh, my God, Max, oh, my God, this is great. And we tried to do that thing where we didn't sit in our seats. Yeah, this crazy thing that has never happened before at a football game. Right, where someone sat in our seats. So we sat. Uh, anyways, we got kicked out. We got separated for a little bit. But, by uh, Bama fans. God. That was, but we knew. We knew. We said. I, we said at yeah. the separation. They're going to be going home sad, and we're going to be going home happy. And they were so mean about kicking you guys out. And so right off the bat, I'm like, well, this will be great to have the show these assholes to just up. Fucking, and, we di- and we did. And and so to be there with my sister, and that's who really made me admit when she went to Michigan and I got to visit her and go to games and visit yeah. her. And then that's what started, you know, me. And then, dude, watched so much shitty football for my mm. whole life. 
and watched and watched so many good football teams, good Michigan football teams come up short. Snatched a few from the jaws of victory. Liter- yeah, literally. Last year. Oh, last year, the year before, and then you know just. And then to do to, for Bama, Alabama, my our whole life has always just been at the end of the year. If you happen to turn on Sports Center after Alabama just won the national championship or played in the national championship, yeah, every single fucking year, and and Michigan was always just getting shit on, coming up short. Yep. So to to erase all of it at once. To cut the head off the behemoth. Knock the, the SEC out bad. before the championship, dude. Oh, man. Big Ten supremacy. And to do it like, I know it was an overtime game, but they fucking, they did it hard. Hard. They did it the Michigan way, It man. was a defining ending to that game. Oh, it was, it was, um, never forget. It's, you know, that's a lifetime memory right there. Absolutely. And now we're national, and now this is a national yeah, championship. Yeah, and that's podcast. the thing. That was the Rose Bowl. Yeah, the Natty happened the week after, and that was equally. I mean, that was obviously you know we've watched it in this living room, but still to fucking, you know, we are we like I was I didn't I never said it in the week leading up to it because I mm. obviously you know I'm not superstitious but I'm a little stitious. You don't want to jinx. Okay, anything. I don't want to say it, but like once you beat Bama and you have this whole years of momentum that this team had, it was like oh we're gonna fucking obliterate and we obliterated Washington we that were, game was we were ugly. going to win and we did win as we should have and it was yeah it was not pretty uh no. well if you're a husky fan <laughs> um and, and apologies to the huskies who are having a tough week they just lost their head coach to can you we, we went through two teams so hard that we got one coach to retire and one coach to replace the retiring <laughs> coach has that ever that's like the stat i care most about the two teams we beat immediately vacated their positions. So that gotta, is how bad we beat them. We gotta switch it up, and uh, and you know there's gonna be a parade this weekend, and mm. uh, who knows? We'll we'll hear. And here's the thing, Jim Hart and I was a guy, uh, you know, in 2020 when we were all in our locked in our homes in Ann Arbor. I don't know if you're in Ann Arbor at home. I, so in 2020, actually, I had not come to Michigan yet. <gasps> okay, we'll get into that yeah. later. Um, I was locked in my home on Dewey Avenue in Ann Arbor watching us uh, get manhandled by the Wisconsin Badgers and the Michigan State Spartans <sighs> and squeak out wins against Rutgers Good and Lord. just being like, this is it. Harbaugh's got to go and we're back to square one. We're back, we're back to nothing. And you then the said, season yeah. ended early. And then three years of Connor Stallion's <laughs> dominance, dude. Of the brilliant strategic mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously this was more than that. This was a yeah. complete manifestation of the will of Jim Harbaugh transplanted onto his staff and onto his team. And they bought in and um, they shut the idiots like me and my roommates mm-hmm. up who wanted him gone. And now, now if he left, I couldn't be happier I, I couldn't complain. I, I, I have no, you know, I disagree with Harbaugh personally on some things, but I got I could never speak a bad word about, about the man. Uh, it, he's redeemed. Like, ground and pound one out in the end. God, isn't it crazy how much winning can just Erase change everything? everything. Else about a man. <laughs> <laughs> change every uh, the way you look at a at a man. Oh, it's 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 so beautiful. And mm. uh 
you know, we'll be living in it for a while. Oh, absolutely. But we'll move off it. Uh, before we get into, you know, the more traditional, I, yeah, I don't know if you listen to the show. I've been trying to vamp more. Oh, top. dude, I'm a fan and yeah. I am excited to see where the podcast goes because I know you've been trying to like yeah. evolve it a little bit, <laughs> add some new segments, yeah, add yeah. some. I think you're one of the, because I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll get into this later. Yeah, I yeah. listen to a lot of like, awards podcast because mm-hmm. i'm like mm-hmm. a big oscar movie well that's guy. what I, that was the next segment yeah, really? after this yeah. okay well i know you're a cinephile yes yeah. um you're one of the few podcast hosts who i think makes banter feel natural rather ah, than force yeah thank which you. is such a testament to a who you are as a person but b just like what the your show? comfort level yeah. with yourself your comfort level with the show yeah like I'm in this thing for a long haul big fan nice it's dude also just been yeah. helpful like coming out here so right? many of the Michigan relationships out here have had like the full four some odd years to grow and yeah. develop. And I'm coming in late to that, as we'll talk about yeah. in a bit, I'm sure. Yeah. And so I've been like using this as like Connor Stein's playbook <laughs> to like even in person I, scouting this has our truly friends. Been strategic. <laughs> like a few weeks back, I was talking to New House. That's um, awesome. I was like, hey, I was listening to Har's Pod, and like I have the same thing that happened nice. to you in your musical story. And I've done that like four or five times. Oh, that's with awesome, man. That's what it's all about. So thank you for your service oh that's uh it's my pleasure yeah, uh, first and foremost and that's what the show's all about man mm. that's what i that's that's the dream of it and uh a little i i cut out in the holiday special i said i wanted to do like at least 50 episodes of the show this year we're already behind track a little bit because of uh some illness following the rose bowl and mm-hmm. you know michigan winning the national championship kind of occupied a lot of headspace yeah but uh, if you had to bit. pick one i mean I would do it a hundred times yeah. out of a hundred, but we're gonna get back on track. The show is gonna mm-hmm. come out at a more consistent uh, pace than it did at the end of the year last year, and it's Love gonna it. be fun. And uh, with that, uh, the Oscars are approaching. Indeed, fast. actually, you told me this when we were watching the game. You actually, um, you actually wrote some jokes for <laughs> Joe Coy. You were telling me. Yeah, so I was the singular writer <laughs> on the Golden Globes writing staff for Joe Coy. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, and actually, uh, I meant I meant uh, I meant this one. Oh, you meant that one? <gasps> yeah, that was an excited <laughs> gasp. I could tell. Yeah, uh, so I was the only writer for and, the Golden Globes, and you wrote all of the jokes that didn't do well. Yeah, apparently. I was the one he threw under the bus <laughs> when he said the ones you're laughing at. Joe Coy wrote. He was referring to me. I wrote the ones people didn't laugh at. Okay. I was the one making. Sexist and you jokes can, about Barbie, <laughs> I guess. And you can verify that Joe Coy did write all the good jokes. That was Joe Coy. Yeah, all those good jokes you know and love <laughs> from that monologue. Man, what a brilliant hosting gig. That guy knocked it out of the Tough. park. And it made tougher by the fact that, like, I saw, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw Mulaney got, like, a smaller, like, the governor's yeah. ball hosting gig, like, right after that. And everyone was like, well, he did it good. Yeah, I was like, oh, that sucks for Joe. Like, oh, look what like a talented comedian can do when he like, <laughs> like acknowledges the respect that so they tough. have deserved. That's so tough. I, I, you know, look, uh, <laughs> I almost said as a comedian, which I'm not really. Yeah, you are. Yeah, well, but I did feel a little bad. Obviously, Joe Coy made some mistakes. <laughs> Hiring me. <laughs> uh, were there any shockers uh, for you at the Golden Globes? Were you surprised? Yeah. Okay, what, what took you by surprise? So, and I'll contextualize this a little bit. Yes, because please. Golden Globes in the past has been known as just like 
and pardon my French here, audience, uh, a star fucker organization <laughs> where they want the stars at their event. They want to honor yeah. them. It's a like big circle jerk. People can totally buy them off. That hasn't been the case since they revamped their okay. voting body, which happened right. a few years back okay. after some controversy, after they made some like terrible political calls. You can go look it up okay, if you're okay. interested in it. They now have a much more diverse in terms of age, in terms of racial representation, in terms of geography and international backgrounds, just a wider voting body. And so what was the coolest thing about the Golden Globes, I think, was that Anatomy of a Fall won nice. Best Screenplay. Oh, Over cool. like Oppenheimer, Marty, yeah, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon, Past Lives, like over all these heavy hit yeah. favorites, which, A, good movie, good screenplay, yeah. good for them. But B, I think it's just exciting to see like, international representation carry forward and be able to pull off a win over some of like the biggest movies of the yeah. year and like culture yeah culturally the biggest movies i mean i guess that maybe it's barbie felt like a cultural and the barbenheimer thing felt oh, yeah. like that felt like bit like you know since movies are back. since since pre-covid that felt like the yeah. biggest movie yeah exactly movies are back dude. except for maybe like top gun i guess yeah but which even isn't then, getting the which isn't the critical movie yeah yeah that here's the thing about Top Gun Maverick. That movie rocks. Right. That is such like a cruise narrative and like the power of him bringing people back. It's also it a movie so about funny. how Tom Cruise is God. Right, like, dude. It's so funny that that movie opened with just a just Tom. Like, was he even at Maverick in the? It's oh, like yeah. he, he, Like he's dressed in the flight suit, but it's Tom Cruise just talking. He's like, I fucking did this. Yeah. Like he co-opted the whole thing, which and he, and was like lauded for it, which I I mean I guess I think is kind of cool. I genuinely would have nominated him for best actor last year <laughs> i think it's an incredible Shit, performance dude. yeah honestly i mean honestly that was going back to how we talked about big plane yeah and how awesome big plane well that was big what plane if the, the movie. whole movie was a big, big plane, plane. <laughs> <laughs> and it was and it, and was it great. worked like a charm man but uh but top gun's the past so mm-hmm. and i want to talk really quick about succession I, i'm on record as being like that mo- that show fucking blew at, blew me out of the water yeah. and it took me a couple years to get around to it mm. for like two years like i got in on season three and everyone was like dude what why the fuck aren't you watching like succession's the best and, like, eh, succession's the best. and then i watched it, i was like oh this is the best thing i've ever seen yeah so no no um jeremy no jeremy strong no jeremy strong nomination at the sag awards which is genuinely absurd no i mean and i don't want to spoil season four if you haven't seen it yet but Probably is controversial having having the Brian Cox yeah. nom over over Jeremy Strong. Do you th- what do you, what did you make of that? I think I make of it that it's Kieran's year. Okay, I think there's so I much like passion for him, deservedly so. Yeah. Strong already has a Emmy win for mm-hmm. Kendall, which I okay. think it's one of the great like leading performances yeah. of the century. Like he yeah. probably should have more than one. I'm really bummed he didn't get the Sagnom. I think it means that there's so much passion for Kieran, though. Like, yeah. I'm excited for that. Me too. And so and, uh, dumb that Cox is in though. Obviously, he's great, but the great, crazy, great performance. But and and I do like when you put it that way. It's like, oh shit. And when I was watching season four happen, I was like, this is Roman. 100%. Roman is stealing the show. Kieran is stealing the show. Yeah. As great as obviously as great as every aspect of that show is. Every time Roman's on screen, you're like, oh. Fuck. Fuck. Roman. Uh, um, so that's Succession. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> it's this little known show congrats. called Succession congrats. on oh, HBO. THDRH wants to extend our congratulations to Sarah Snook. 
Um, okay. Golden Globe winner. Uh, yeah, Golden Globe winner. So what else? So, all right, Golden Globes aside, mm-hmm. what what was like? What did you watch this year that was truly like this? This to me is worthy. If we're giving out the maxis. The Maxi Pad Awards. Oh, no, dude. I got to rename Domingues. my spreadsheet the Maxi Pad Awards. That's <laughs> Maxi pretty pads, good. Dude. The Maxi The Domingues. I genuinely, I I do this thing with my friend. Shout out Drew Gedbois back in Ann Arbor. Ooh, uh, National Championship Drew National Drew Championship Drew Gedbois. National, yeah. <laughs> really the Connors Dalians of, <laughs> of, 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 non, of, of my friends. Of my friends, yeah. <laughs> He's been there all the way. He does not watch football. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he and I do this thing together. We make uh, our spreadsheet of like what we would nominate for picture or actor. Beautiful. Or going Love all it. the way down the line. This is what I wanted to hear. Yeah. yeah. So I think I can read you my top 10 yeah, off yeah, of my yeah. spreadsheet, actually, if you want. Just yeah. And while you pull that, pull that up, up, I just want to shout out because I'm uh, more, much more of a Philistine than you are. Yeah. Uh, so I like, and I try, you know, I got this film school education. And so I try to look at movies critically. Uh huh. But I, what I usually end up doing is getting really high before I go to the movie theater. Great way to watch. And so, like, I do see, you know, I, but I, most of the times I'm just like, uh, good movie. I'm going to push back on this. I've talked with you about movies in the past. I've talked with you about Succession, like, shows you watch. Yeah. You call yourself a Philistine or, like, more <laughs> of a Philistine than I am. That's objectively untrue. You're an incredibly uh, eloquent, especially when you're talking about comedy. Like, you're yeah. a very analytical and, like, insightful thinker. Thank and also, <laughs> I, I want to make myself sound less pretentious <laughs> than I'm building my, <laughs> myself up to be. Okay, okay, you're right, all right. I'm Mo- not okay. pulling off, that's like, true, that's true. it's this film that's 408 minutes long, <laughs> directed by a Serbian shepherd. There's like, no plot. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a man staring at a mirror. <laughs> and it's it's the best thing I've seen in my it life. It says a lot about the Trump era, <laughs> if you really think about it. <laughs> that's true. I was... <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and and And... On the other hand, that's a, a good thing because I don't want these movies that I'm about to praise for yeah. that praise to be qualified by me being like, well, these movies actually suck, but I like them because I'm an idiot because I think they're great movies. Exactly. And I'm just saying this just to get out in front but before you read your list. Yeah. The best movie that I saw this year, and there were a lot of great movies, but I was blown away by The Iron Claw. Dude, incredible movie. If I could get, if if it were up to me, The Iron Claw would win Best Picture and Zac Efron would win Best yeah. Actor. Two great picks, dude. Zac Efron, at the end of that movie, when he's allowed to emote everything oh. that's been held within him the whole time. <laughs> oh my God. I guess like emotional spoilers for The Iron Claw, not plot spoilers, yeah. but it's so cathartic, so haunting. <sighs> the... And I'm not gonna spoil anything, but the, yeah. the boat scene at the end is like one of the most yeah. I, moments that has like made me cry in a theater. And I yeah. cry so easily. <laughs> right. I'm so emotional whenever I'm watching a movie. Yeah. Like you could turn on Disenchanted or something, I would be weeping. Like I'm yeah. such an easy get. I was sobbing, oh. dude. Well, I knew, and like I am, I'm not a wrestling fan. But I have, for the last few years, grown really appreciative of the shit that wrestling does. Like, I I really love... A, it's so cool to see something that can get a stadium full of... Like, that's why we love sports. To Mm -hmm. see something that can get 30,000 people at once, just like... (sighs) Yeah. And, like, the... Just the total balls-to-the-wall, ridiculous narrative choices. Like, it is really cool. And so when I first was seeing, seeing trailers for the Iron Claw... 
I was like, whoa, you know, Jeremy Allen White, Zac Efron, yeah. like wrestling movie, badass, <laughs> cool. I'm sure that'll be fun. And it's set to like rush in the trailer. Yeah, and and it's like, like, whoa, this looks sick, yeah. badass movie. And you know, they hit in the trailer a little bit that there's like some darkness. And I'm sure anybody that knew anything about the actual family knew, yeah. like, but like I didn't. I went in, you know, pretty much blind and was floored. Yeah. I was floored by that. Um, and I also want to give a quick shout out to uh, a movie that I went into with like zero expectations that I went and saw on a whim, which is Godzilla minus one. Holy hell! That movie. Rusted. <laughs> Holy shit! That was awesome. What if awesome. Dunkirk just had the biggest goddamn lizard you've seen <laughs> in your life? Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> it's truly like this story of like survival and overcoming trauma yeah. and like community that we build from within, even amidst the difficulties of modernity. And that's yeah. also like, look out! <laughs> oh, he's so big. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> fuck everything up, which is, you know, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to give, I mean, obviously Oppenheimer, you know, Barbie, great. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so let's get into your list, man. Break o- it down for me. Oppenheimer, I mean, my list I feel like is very split. How many? Do you know how many movies off the top of your head you saw this year? I know you could check Letterbox and see. I can check Letterbox. If I had to guess, I'm gonna say I don't know sixty. Like I feel like I didn't really? see that. I didn't see that many, but I try and keep up with. Oh, 71. 71. Okay. Okay. Which is I, for those of you keeping track, ten more than I guess. So <laughs> that's about one and a half a week. That's nice. That's, solid. that's a yeah. decent. That's a good. That's a productive good person's pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how many twenty twenty three movies I saw last year. I think probably double that. I feel like I watched like half new, half yeah. old, or at okay. least that's how I try and keep it. Okay, cool. Um. From the list, I mean, Oppenheimer, outstanding. Killers of the Flower Moon, outstanding. Okay. Best ending of the year. May yes. December, I thought, was okay. incredible. I love Todd Haynes. He's like one of my favorite directors. Hey, Ben's ben, just standing menacingly behind the camera. What ben, movies did you like yeah, this what, year, my friend? We're doing our Oscar segment, Ben. Oscar segment? Oscar segment. Oscar segment. Get rapid fire into Max's microphone. Give me best picture, best actor, best director. What what I actually think or what I think deserves in your heart what what yeah. what yeah in my heart of hearts yeah because I gave Iron Claw and Efron uh Boy in the Heron's up there um yeah. all of us strangers is up there mm-hmm. um I love Spider Verse mm-hmm. anyone but you Zone of Interest anyone but you is so good. Ben loves Zone of Interest so, oh, Zone so, of Interest I need to uh, see yeah. yeah what oh. <laughs> Um, I I'm forgetting. Best others. actor. Who's oh, taking oh, home best Past actor? Live should be up there. Who's who's best actor? Yeah. Ooh, uh, who, give me some. Who are Killian Murphy. Who are nominations? Killian Murphy, Just Zac Efron. I'm uh, sorry. Giamatti. Oh yeah, oh, Giamatti. All the holdovers. Fuck, that was so I'm, good. I'm happy with the Giamatti Oscar. Yeah. You love a boy who smells like fish. Of course, I love a boy who smells yeah. like fish. Best well, director is that is that going <laughs> is that going Nolan or Scorsese with or Gerwig? I don't care. Could be Lanthimos. I don't want Scorsese or, or Nolan. Wow. Really? Screw I, you. What I about like Glazer for Zone of Interest? Amazing choice. Would be yeah. very happy with that. I love a okay. Glazer. I think he's you know one. me and my and my. You know how this guy likes to glaze. Yeah. Big I mean, Glazer. <laughs> hardly know her. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a, t- a double nice. Nice. <laughs> That's the most validated I've felt in my yeah, entire life. That's good stuff. <laughs> all right. All right. Back um, to the list. Gosh, holdovers. Really, when I saw holdovers in the theater, yeah. I was like, that I may have enjoyed that movie as much as any. But I also saw Spider Verse like three times, and I'm a huge. Hell yeah! I think the camera can pick up all my Spider Man. Like I'm. I mean, 
the thing the thing about Spider-Verse, and I mm-hmm. know that a lot of people have said this and a lot of people disagree with this, that ending really took it from a five star to, to down to a four and a half for me. Yeah. I hated how, you know, I know it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. But give me a little more, dude. I totally agree. And I feel like they, the movie is stronger if it ends with Gwen's ending, but they feel the need to leave you with this tantalizing yeah. tease. That, Which, and like, I get it. Hints at Miles' growth, but also kind of leaves him in this emotional stasis. Just felt unresolved for Miles, right? 100%. 100%. But it was, I guess that movie was kind of the Gwen. That was our Spider Gwen. Yeah. Chapter. Yeah. I'm sorry, you just came in like Kramer. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hey, Jerry. (laughs) Rob (laughs) Orthings. Spider Verse. Is that going to get a best picture now? No. No, I think it's done at this point. The Producers Guild Award noms came out uh, yesterday now, I think, at time of recording. And they nominated basically the movies that you would expect to be nominated. So Oppenheimer, Killers the Flower Moon, Barbie, Poor Things, okay. Holdovers, Past Lives, Damn. Maestro. Oh, man. So which I guess Maestro is like causing a lot of discourse now. Yeah. People hate that movie. And I guess it's like a hot take. I think that movie's really good. I need to watch it still. Yeah. Um, I one thing I saw that was interesting was a guy being like, like around the time that uh, Silver Linings Playbook came out, I was probably like less than lukewarm on Bradley mm. Cooper, but like not like I didn't hate him, and now I feel like I'm like above everyone yeah. else on Cooper, and I'm like confused where the swing on Cooper happened. Is it just because he donned the nose? I I think the nose is part of it. Is it the I, is it the pretentiousness of being like six years in training for that? I th- <laughs> I think it's how much of a campaigner he is. Okay. I also think it's because people look at Maestro as like it's an Oscar babe movie. It's a biopic about a very famous Got guy. It. That movie, my take on it is like it is kind of an autobiography about Bradley Cooper. Wow, interesting. Like it's about this guy who commits himself to the goal of like being quote unquote the great right. American composer and in doing so like abandons the true real relationships and love in his life for nice. this pursuit of greatness. Okay. Every moment of like artistic achievement in that movie is framed through like the physical distance he has from his loved ones Got it. and like the emotional toll it takes on them. <laughs> and the movie ends with him as in basically like a hell of his own making. Yeah. It is such an interesting take to have on this guy who is revered as like, you know, the most famous musician of right. American history. Yeah. And for Bradley Cooper, a guy who so obviously wants an Oscar so badly <laughs> is doing everything in his power to be a great actor, great director yeah. to make a movie. That's like artistic achievement comes at the cost of personal love. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that happening to you, Bradley? Like, yeah. have you pushed away everyone in your life? Genu- Shit. Genuinely? That's what it feels Shit. like. Shit. Damn. That's heavy. All right. I mean, I got to check out my show. Um, that's not in my ten. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad now that I'm nah, talking. No, I mean, I that's kind of the vibe I got. I was like, I'm sure it's a well constructed movie, but it didn't. This <laughs> is speaking of someone that only saw the trailer. Yeah, d- didn't seem like it had the the juice to. But I, what I really want to ask you. Yeah, I'm a Christopher Nolan's my favorite director of all mm-hmm. time. The Dark Knight's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, is best director going to him or Scorsese? Because it's or, going to Nolan. It's going to Nolan. One hundred percent going to Nolan. It's his year. Yes. I think he has the narrative. He has the momentum. Yes. It's going to be so exciting for them to be able to be like, this is your moment. Yeah. I think he's getting director and picture. Nice. And you know what? Like, I think Oppenheimer's his best movie. 
Yeah. I love Oppenheimer. Ooh. I think it's great. I will be so happy if it goes to him. I do need to watch it again. Maybe I'll try to get in and watch it yeah. on a, on 70 millimeter because I didn't get the chance to. We <laughs> well, we, to be we, fair, we were supposed <laughs> to do it about 24 hours ago, and both of us were kind of like, we're tired. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> sit on the couch. Justin's working. Rex yeah, can't make it. Like, as soon as Justin was like, I don't think I'm going to get out of work, I was like, oh. Yeah. Guess we're not seeing Oppenheimer <laughs> Guess today, that's a no-go. which is which sucks. But um, man, I I gotta think about that. I mean, nothing in my heart will ever. I love Batman. Yeah, <laughs> I love Batman and Here, the Joker. Here's the thing about those movies: <laughs> really cool, really good. So um, that I mean, it's just you know you always remember the movie that it's like that, and probably like the Indiana Jones and Star Wars movies. Mm. Like it's like oh, this is why I love movies. So. Yeah. But I mean, absolutely, I, I can see Oppenheimer being up there, and uh, man, over Interstellar, huh? I think over Interstellar. My hot take is I don't love Interstellar. I uh, I don't like I don't like that the I don't like the underlying theme in the second act comes out that like love is gonna yeah. I think that's kind of bullshit. I think Interstellar is a movie of two halves where it has like weirdly his most effective emotional through line which i think is the stuff with murph and the scene where mcconaughey is just watching yeah oh, that grow up time. maybe the best <laughs> scene prior to anything in oppenheimer nolan had ever done Damn. just so brutal so heart-wrenching like really genuinely lived in i yeah. think it's mcconaughey's best performance and then it also has and as nolan is wont to do a horribly underwritten woman uh, yeah, in Anne Anne Hathaway, Hathaway, who's yeah. like uh, love, if you really think about it, is pretty cool. <laughs> that pissed me off so much. Yeah. Like, you are hitting the nail on that. Like, that scene, which, and first of all, what I love about that is that's the coolest, like, Inception, I love Inception, mm. but that is the coolest science time thing he ever did. 100%. The, the hour on that planet being 20 years was was so... When they get back and they see yeah. the, their old buddy, yeah. oh, oh, That's so, brutal. That's a great scene. Oh, my God. That just hits me so hard. And then for Anne Hathaway, like the scene where she is, like wants to go... To the other guy, then they de- de- determine that love's gonna. It's like no science is gonna save you. Yeah, Murph and the science genius is gonna save it you. It genuinely feels like Nolan being pulled between like his pragmatic instincts and like this kind of highfalutin emotional yeah. speech that he doesn't really get. Yeah, dude. Um, so I I I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Inception. Now we're just going. I, I love let's just, just going. Talk let's just Nolan go through Nolan for a little did, bit. Did you ever uh, see Tenet, a movie that boldly asked yeah, the question, man. "What if backwards?" <laughs> I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts on Tenet. I think Tenet's kind of a masterpiece. I think yeah. it's one of my favorite Nolans because it's God a movie it. all about like climate change anxiety and yeah. him being like, why did I bring my children into a world that's dying? Yeah. I mean, I watched that movie three times really just to try to understand it. Yeah. Obviously went through the Reddit threads and shit mm-hmm. and like... <laughs> like the fucking you know the uh like the like the matrix like the tenant matrix you know it says like <laughs> yeah. Seder and, yeah, Ta- and, and it's like uh, a repo yeah. opera yeah and it's like I, so what oh yeah that shit doesn't matter what are we doing i like tenant because it's like if he remade interstellar but took out all the love stuff <laughs> 
like there's one line where Elizabeth Debicki is truly like, I love my son. And then they kind of ignore it. They're like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Tenet, dude. It's about getting revenge on the billionaires that made our world a living hell. Yeah. Okay. I like that reading of it. And like, I like uh, Pattinson in that He's- movie. So good. He's great in that. And one I, of our great actors. I just I, I guess I just still am not really sure. I get it. What he's doing. I've seen the I've seen the timeline. Have you seen the timeline chart? That's like here we were <laughs> here and then we go circle? back. <laughs> well, it's, it's like a, it looks like a conveyor belt. Yeah, it comes all like the way at back. The airport. And it's like I don't fucking I don't get it, but it, it was yeah. cool to look at. That's but fair. That's e- fair. that to me is easily the the worst Nolan movie. Really? Okay. And I and we I like- had to read Memento. In class, Ooh. and and I honestly Great didn't movie. like. I didn't like Memento. Not that a Memento guy. No, I think I think for me, yeah, The Dark Knight, Prestige, Oppenheimer mm. is up at the top. People don't talk about Prestige enough. Prestige has got to be slept on as 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 the best Nolan movie, and like for me, that's like maybe a top ten movie. Wow, I fucking love Prestige, dude. Dude, every performance, like. Holy shit! How about David Bowie as Nikola Tesla? Absolutely, just give you that, dude. I mean, I love Michael Caine, yeah, and, and uh, you know Jackman and Bale. Jackman's on, throwing dude. heat. Bale's Scar underrated in that. Scarjo's great. Me. Rebecca Hall's devastating. God, dude. Andy Serkis is like yeah, Bowie's number yeah. two. <laughs> oh shit! God, I love the Prestige. Um, so inst- that's top ten. I assume Dark Knight's also top ten. Dark if that's Knight's your favorite top, Nolan. Uh, top three movie of my life. So uh-huh. what what else is in your ten? I don't know if we've ever really talked Oof. about this. Okay, hold on. Okay, Inception. What do you think about Inception? I think Inception rocks. I just rewatched it this summer. I think the Marion Cotillard stuff works a little less for me than yeah, it used to. But I like, agree. I still. I really like most of Nolan's movies. He's not mm-hmm. like necessarily one of my guys, but he's mm-hmm. also like a guy who I'll always watch. I think Inception's probably like my four or five of him. My top three is like Oppenheimer, Dunkirk, and then maybe Tenet, and then probably Presti- Prestige, Inception, Dark Knight, wow. all down and out. Wow. I'm big on Tenet, which I, I know is a bold. Wow. I mean, respect. Yeah. I like that. Um, Thanks. Top 10. All right. I'm brave. <laughs> Uh, well, let's, let's, I do, I do want to compare a top 10 list. Yeah. Um, are we good on Oscars? You think you've covered oh, your uh, Oscar yeah, picks? All, we don't Nolan have to go year, into all of these. Best actor. Who's it going to? Giamatti? Oh, it's between Giamatti and Giamatti. Murphy right now. It'd be so cool if it's Giamatti. It'd be so cool if it's Murphy. I'm not upset either And way. Efron isn't even going to get a nom. He's not getting nominated, which is oh, such it a makes bummer. Me, it boils my blood. I know. He totally should. Oh. If, if there's like an ensemble award at the Oscars, which I think there should be, like they have it at SAG, it should absolutely yeah. go to Iron Claw. Yeah. Because he's so good. I think Harris Dickinson's incredible in that. He's uh, a <laughs> we can we can believe he's that. the tall one. He's David. He's, he's tall one. He's the one that has the sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the yeah. And, yeah. And, he, and he yeah he grips the mic first. That was my audition was for the Iron Claw. <gasps> pressure. This is pressure. That's my audition. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, God fucking. I could Iron see Claw, you dude. as like the sixth brother who yeah. like never really got into wrestling. He's just kind of <laughs> did, po- like, did the podcast. Yeah, he did the about podcast. Their shows. About it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that covers it. Poor Things was great. Yeah, I think Stone and Ruffalo are cooking in that. Yeah. They're so good, dude. Um, That was my first Yorgos Lanthimos flick. Really? Uh, the Favorite and The Lobster are now on mm. my list. Cool. To watch. Um, Get to Killing of a Sacred Deer, too. Okay, that's, yeah. That's I what I've heard a lot about. One. Yeah. Um, I, and yes, uh, Stone and Ruffalo were cooking. Rami... Rami Youssef. Rami Youssef's great in it. Probably stole the show for me in that movie. He's as great really as Emma great. Stone is. And as great as Willem Dafoe is. Dafoe's awesome always good. Man. Christopher Abbott's great at the end. I think Jared Carmichael's kind of bad in it. I was a little... You're right, because I'm a huge Gerard Carmichael fan. Incredibly and I, and I was, talented uh, stand-up. Yeah. yeah, I was a little... Um, you know, he was good, but not... I was expecting him to kind of... Yeah. But, uh, all right, that's the Oscars. Uh, let's quick go through. We'll talk top ten. Right on. Um, the Dark Knight. I mean, the ending of that movie will give me goosebumps until the day I die. Fucking Gordon, Jim Gordon, uh, Gary Oldman as Jim Gordon's speech Mm -hmm. as the fucking score comes in, dude. Some of Zimmer's greatest work. And I I prefer his Rises score. I love that Dark Knight Rises score. The Dark Knight Rises score is probably a little better. Yeah. But the, the dun. As he's fucking riding it's the motorcycle so sick, out yeah. of there. Oh, he's not the hero they deserve. Dude, he's the one they need. Oh, God. It's so awesome. And obviously, uh, you know, Heath Ledger. R.I.P. Um, I said for a long time, I said that was the greatest acting performance that I'd ever seen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that still to this day, but I'm probably going to keep saying it for a little while longer. I, that, that is a cool opinion. I respect the hell out of that. It's so good. sick, dude. He's so good. He's so sick. Coming up next, Big Lebowski. Mm. Um, so as a as a sixteen year old getting into smoking weed, like <laughs> like Big Lebowski f- flipped the game on its head, dude. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! I didn't know a guy could be that chill ever. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That's the chillest dude. I, the, the it's Sam like Elliott. an aspirational <laughs> thing, for you. dude. For a little bit, it was. I was just, like, I'm gonna be the dude. I'm you are kind of the dude about, of this group out here, honestly. You that, know, that's an argument. You know, I'll you take feel. that. Yeah. But I do want to be. I want to be a little more, you know, conscientious of the, have some of the because the dude. I'd love to abide as the yeah. dude abides, but he is a little careless, which I'm trying yeah. to be a little more. Anyways, Sam Elliott in that movie, I think, is like <laughs> just so awesome. Yeah. Um, this was a big Coen Brothers year for me. Mm. Um, and that. And every movie I watched, I it thoroughly enjoyed. You uh, just rewatched Burn After Reading, right? I watched it for the first time. Oh, you had yeah. seen it before. I didn't yeah. realize that. And while we were talking about Golden Globes, I wanted to make the point that like anything, because Carl from Succession is in Burn After Reading, <laughs> this is my yeah. letterbox review of it, anytime as unbelievably talented of actors as like Matthew McFade and Jeremy Strong, mm-hmm. the whole cast is, anything they do from here on out. We'll be like, oh, there's Shiv. Yeah. There's Kendall. Like, <laughs> it's just, that's just, you know, um, uh, Big Lebowski. Julianne Moore. Julianne Whoa. Moore, one of the greats. Whoa. What a, what a performance. And of right. course, uh, wasn't it Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie? Yeah. Who's, yeah. he's the butler. He's my goat. I love that man. He's my favorite actor. It's Damn. like him and Tom Cruise. That's an awesome pick, though. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman is an awesome pick for favorite actor. And he, he's great. Um, just love that movie. Love the vibes of it. Love the bowling alley. Yeah. Fucking John Goodman yelling at Donnie. <sighs> John Goodman, also one of the greats. Insane he's never been nominated for an Damn, Oscar. Man. Yeah, what the hell? Did you watch 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, I watched 10 Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> I nominated him for supporting that year. <laughs> I think that's an incredible performance. It is. He was great in that. He's so menacing. Um, he's always good. When's he bad? That's so true. 
are you a Gemstones fan? Absolutely, I'm a Gemstones fan. I just fan, dude. started getting into it, dude. That's I, so funny. Uh, Danny McBride, one of the, our great co- is, chroniclers of America. He is one of my favorites ever. I just ripped Eastbound and Down all the way Absolutely, through. Absolutely, dude. I was like, this show a was made for me. Yeah. Holy shit. And also, okay, but we're getting off track. We're never gonna get through this list if we keep <laughs> <laughs> Lebowski though. Buscemi too. Okay. I will. I will come back and we'll do a Danny yeah, McBride oh, deep dive. Dude. Wow, that would be. I would love that. Um, moving down the list, uh, School of Rock. Yes. My, uh, my boss, I think, knows Richard Linklater because I was talking to her about School nice. of Rock and Before Sunset, and she was like, he's the nicest dude in the world. Nice. Like, genuinely, kind of dude vibes. Like, apparently, very nice. laid back, I like very, that. like, open, very conscientious, like you said. Just, like, the coolest dude in the world, which makes sense because School of Rock, oh. it's like a comedy of joy, Every like, minute so of that movie, love I, that I movie, love, man. dude. Yeah. It's almost, you know what? It, it's holdovers vibes to me. Yes, that's uh, a, yes. in that school. It has the same vibe. Um, but if Giamatti started where he gets, to, <laughs> yeah, Jack Black is yeah. so constantly himself. I think to the movie's yeah. betterment, but and he uh. like. It's kind of, and this is a show that went downhill, but it's kind of a Ted Lasso narrative. Yeah. Like, where yeah. he's able to change the environment around yeah. him. I like yeah. that analogy. And it's the same feel, too. It's yeah. just so much heart in every scene. So much warmth. And yeah. uh, another, uh, so much of the shit I like is connected to my father. But he used to... <laughs> and let's dive into that. Yeah. <laughs> let's unpack that for a moment, I, if I you'll almost, allow us. I was going to bring it up when we were talking Michigan football, but I... No, anyways, hey, uh, shout your dad out. He's not, he's not listening. That's fine. Uh, he can't listen to the show. He he tried once and was like, Hunter, I can only get through 15 minutes. <laughs> That's fine, Dad. Um, uh, real iron claw relationship. <laughs> <laughs> he pushed me into podcasting, yeah. really. Um, you got to be the great. Yeah, you're the funniest podcaster ever. No one can hurt you. Um, right now, you're in second. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay. Joe we, Rogan's we, <laughs> we, we can't get into sibling rankings here. Oh, we've lose had about my nine tangents that we've had to shut down immediately <laughs> within like a five minute span. Um, I, what I wanted to say was he yeah. used to play that speech, the sticking it to the man scene mm. at dinner. Like yeah. he'd be like, "All right, guys, we're watching it at the dinner table." And I'd be like, "Scott, really? We have to do it? We're watching it. We're watching it." Yeah. And so that and that movie, that scene morphed into that me just loving that whole movie. Um, so that's up there forever. Um, Dude, real quick, I had a very similar thing with my dad actually. Not with, with that movie, movie, but with The Matrix. Nice. Where when I was like five six years old he would come into my room every night and tell me a bedtime story and every now and then he would do like an extended bedtime story with like across the spider-verse cliffhangers yeah. and one of them it started and he was like so there's this guy neo and he's going to a club and over the course of like two three weeks he told me like night by night in like five minute spurts the first act of the matrix oh, nice. and i was like what happens to neo what happens yeah. to neo because he got to the point where he takes the pill and <laughs> nice, that's where he cut dude. off he's like i don't know you'll have to watch the movie to find out and i was like there's a movie <laughs> like <laughs> life-changing <laughs> that's moment awesome it was one of the first r i think it was the first r movie i ever nice. watched with him i was way too young for yeah. it but he had hyped it up so it much so like yeah my dad Coolest dude in the world. Hell shout, yeah. shout out to Daniel and Maureen Dominguez. Oh, uh, nice. Two dude. wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah. We love that. We love good parents. We do love good parents. So many good parents that listen to the show, actually. Yeah. Um, shout out uh, Mrs. Davidson. She doesn't listen either, but uh, that's Ben's fine. parents listen. That's Ben's, right. <laughs> Ben's mom makes his dad listen. That's. <laughs> 
that's a healthy relationship. <laughs> it's awesome. Shout out the Servitas. Uh, shout out, yeah, all the lovely parents watching this. Um, as far as like the rest of the list gets a little hazy, I am gonna put Iron Claw in there. Top right ten already. That's sick, dude. I'm Isn't putting it, it in cool there. when you have a discovery like that and you're yeah. like, oh, I connect to this so deeply, yeah. so immediately. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah. Um, that's up there. Gosh. You know, I'm I, I don't, I'm worried I'm going to get hit by recency bias here, and I, and I'm and I'm nervous to do that. So I'm I gonna, think recency bias gets a bad rap. If you know you love something, ride that high. It. If yeah. it falls in time, who cares? Um, Caddyshack is on there again. It's uh, in the hole. <laughs> yeah, in dude. Hole. In eighth grade, I did the uh, the Dalai Lama Bill Murray speech in my creative dramatics <laughs> class. Gunga la gunga. <laughs> gunga la gunga. So you were like super the cool. Daddy Lama. <laughs> Dude, nobody knew what it was from. <laughs> yeah, they thought you were having a stroke. The Daddy Lama. Um, that's up there too. Again, a movie that my dad showed to me far too young, as probably most of the movies on my list are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Stripes, Bill Murray. Yeah. Harold yeah. Ramis. Fucking what a, what a movie. Um, I'm going through. I'm, I'm just going to sort by five star here. Yeah, go for it, man. Um, Moneyball, we just rewatched. That That's mo- on the list. That movie makes me weep, cry so hard. I mean, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Oh, that, yeah, man, truly, truly. And uh, that last scene, he hit a home run, he didn't even know it. Yep. Oh, oh dude, god, tears. I rewatched the scene where Pitt and Hill are negotiating for Rincon over the phone like once a week. That is truly... <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, that's so good. So good. And yeah. then just the little... Thank you very much. Like, the, <laughs> just the little <laughs> hang-up that Hill does is so good. And uh, that's how I... Whenever I see that scene... Like, uh, I'm a big fantasy football player. Yeah. And I, like... I try to channel that. Like, I love doing, yeah. like, the reason I play fantasy football is to make trades yeah. and literally call my friends. <laughs> like, I'm fucking Brad Pitt, Billy Bean, dude. I, yeah. I'll call them all, I'll hang up, I'll fucking sit there, I'll fucking run the numbers. I just lost the championship in both of my fantasy <sighs> leagues. And I am still angry about it. It, it. You know, that's a wound that takes a bit, you know, yeah. the shit talking right after that. Mm-hmm. So tough. So yeah. tough. Because um, you're so close and yet so <laughs> far. <laughs> Moneyball's so good. Moneyball's. Um, uh, Parasite. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, that's, when I saw uh, Parasite. That's one of Daniel's favorite movies. He just got the Criterion version. Daniel, nice. my roommate. Roommate. Uh, roommate of friend of the show, Lance Giuliano. Yeah. For real. One of the first guests ever who yeah. I'm planning to come back on after this Lions game, win or lose. Hell yeah. We're going to talk Lions. Because yeah. that will be, well, does the... Does the audience know this? That'll be the third time you've recorded. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Unfortunately, there, there is the, the, you know, diehard members of the show will know that there is a, uh, a, a Lance. Actually, I, you know, I don't want to take too much credit and, mm-hmm. and I don't want to take away from the list right away. But uh, Lennon Izquierdo and Lance Giuliano, I, I do believe I, I, I may have bridged a bit of a rift. Uh, oh, you 100% them. did. <laughs> I talked to Lance about this on a run-in hike, and he was like, I think Hunter was genuinely like a mediator. That's so nice, because yeah. those are two just just such great dudes great that, dudes. Uh, you know, college, the college years, you get caught up in the college years, come on. Uh, we'll go we just th- aged ourselves 20 years, and I'm like, ain't no college. <laughs> the good old days. The good old days back in Ann Arbor. Uh, we are national champions. Um, yeah, did you... Know that we won the we did we are actually the best uh, team and actually the best school in the world yeah best university in that's the world. been that's been drawn into law it's in the constitution yeah now. it's uh, the famously unimpeachable <laughs> constitution <laughs> the famously ironclad <laughs> constitution um, really quick here 
uh, I just saw The Shining at uh, the New Beverly. Cool. But just is my first time seeing it. That re- I've, on a, I've never seen it. Nice to see it. I, yeah. I was saying it like that to a lot of people too. And, and another movie that, and this is a, I found out through Nicole Winthrop, friend yeah. of the show, that like, uh, you know, another tweet that you always see is like, oh, we all lived the same life. We all have the same experience. Mm-hmm. Like when someone's like reading the reading the ingredients on the shampoo bottles. I'm like, oh, we all have the same thing. <laughs> One thing. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I always do. You that. guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, dad's doing the red rum voice. Yeah, like every dad has a spot on Danny Torrance. <laughs> red rum, red rum. Like, uh, anyways, The Shining. <laughs> Fucking loved The Shining. Yeah, found no flaws in it. Uh, and I love Jack Nicholson so much. One of our best portrayers of anger. Yeah, like and derangement and yeah. derangement. Yeah, what He's, a face that guy has. What we need <laughs> actors with faces again. We're getting all these or chiseled, dude, boring, handsome people. For real. People. And honestly, plastic surgery is like... Absolutely. Plastic surgery, veneers, Botox. Yeah. Like, we're coming That's into this... real, like, dude. People's faces seem AI-generated yeah. now. Remember when our act... Like, Shelley Duvall and Jack Nicholson looked like human beings. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, to such great effect. Shelley Duvall, yeah. one of the greats, also. That's the only movie I've ever seen her in. And, yeah. um, you know, obviously I know the story about being on set and how yeah. it was, like, awful for her, but... <laughs> What a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so The Shining, uh, I think we're at six now. Heat, uh, just watched Heat for the first time. Heat-Dark Knight combo goes hard. Like, watching sick, the OG right. and then watching, like, what another auteur can make of that type yeah. of style. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Michael Mann, Chicago's own, baby. Damn, he should make a Batman movie. <laughs> yeah, that's... Michael Mann, Batman movie. Um, and then I got... Uh, that's seven. Uh, we'll go... <sighs> Shit, it's getting hard. We'll throw in a Tarantino. We'll go Django. Is Django your top Tarantino? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I respect that mm-hmm. pick. Uh, we'll go Empire Strikes Back. Cool. <sighs> God, we're at eight now. Oh man, this is getting tough, dude. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw Jackass Forever on there. Dude, I just watched the Jackass movies for the first time uh, when I moved in with Lance because he's a big Jackass guy. Those movies are incredible. Jackass 2 is my favorite. Yeah. Some of that stuff, I I don't know what has to happen in your brain to make you volunteer to do that stuff. Those guys are out of their minds. They're they're (laughs) absurd. Johnny Knoxville is an American hero. I've kind of convinced myself I could do the mine thing that they did. What was that? I think it's in the second one. It's where they stand against a wall and they have that um, beanbag explosive. Yeah, mine. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I couldn't you do couldn't, the bulls. No, I couldn't, couldn't do like Steve-O's thing through the cheek. I couldn't do any of the gross out I shit could do either. The, the gross I, out shit. No, I couldn't do the porta potty bungee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I I don't I don't know if Jackass Forever is like the in, the funniest in terms of the stunts. But it was the only one I've seen in the theater with my friends mm. and with a group of people, like yeah. a huge group of people. And that was also one of the first movies I saw in a theater post-COVID. Mm. Um, so very that's special, and, dude. So special and near and dear in my heart. So that's nine. Now we're tough because I really loved everything everywhere all at once when it came out. Mm-hmm. I really loved Into the Spider-Verse. And I'm looking at movies on here that I... You know, I'm seeing other Nolan and Tarantino. I'm seeing The Godfather. The I'm, Godfather. I, I'm seeing Moonlight, Banshees of Inisherin. I loved, yeah, but I couldn't put there. Bottoms, I think, is the best comedy movie in the last decade or two. Wow. 
That is high praise, dude. And I like bottoms. I got Napoleon Dynamite on here that I didn't have a single problem with, you know? Like, there's yeah. so many movies on here that that are that are so good. It's tough to make the 10. I'm gonna I'm going to Okay, 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 okay. I feel like you need a comedy on there. I feel like I feel like Well, I got a few. Jackass Forever, you got stripes, you got Oh Caddyshack. no, I'm not saying for you. Oh, I yeah, feel yeah. like in yeah. general. I yeah. feel like when people curate these lists, um there's yeah. such a desire when, it's, when to every make movie it. is just like a soul crushing. Yeah. Just, it's like, "Oh, do you not have anything that you yeah, like, like to like, smile about?" Need, like, my favorite comedy of all time is Wet Hot American Summer. Nice. Like, that is one that I just feel like captures yeah, my humor so perfectly. I feel like people, I don't know, kind of underrate comedy as a genre of, like, artistic merit. And so I'm glad to see you had, yeah. like, you know, stri- the Bill yeah. Murray representation, Caddy It's so Chad. special. Like, yeah. You know? When something um, can make you laugh consistently, even if it's uh, not, you know, necessarily, like, making a statement, which sometimes they are, sometimes they're not, you know, teach their own. Like, that's a beautiful thing in and yeah. of itself. Jackass forever. Look at yeah. that shit, man. I'm going to lock in the prestige at 10. Cool. Because we cool. were talking about it, cool. and that's kind of what got us here. Yeah. And uh, I think I like it more than the other movies I was looking at. So yeah. that's my 10, man. That's a good 10, dude. Can you give me 10? Uh, yeah. I, I made a sight and sound list. Uh, I don't know what that is. So there's like this thing that they do once a decade in like the critical community or whatever, where they <laughs> give, make like artists and critics give like their 10 most influential, favorite, best, whatever qualifiers they want to use movies of like all time. And me being, you know, a nerdy film student in college, I was like, I'll make my list. Um, yeah. And so I do. But I'm glad you did. Th- and thank you for your support. <laughs> I did. Uh, so going forward in terms of like chronology i did buster keaton's sherlock jr which is like what if tom cruise was alive in the 1920s i was gonna say isn't isn't buster keaton (laughs) yeah it's genuinely like it's (coughs) it's a movie about movies it's him doing the most insane stunts you've ever seen for like 40 minutes straight it rocks physical comedy yeah Yeah. it's (laughs) it's like what if a little imp made John yeah. Wick? <laughs> nice. So okay, yeah. I like that. I yeah, like that. it's just a beautiful movie. Yeah. Singing in the Rain. Nice. Like, favorite musical. Okay. Um, okay. Bertolucci's The Conformist, which is like this Italian yeah. anti-fascist movie that I saw for class. I was going to say, I, I just kind of nerded out over yeah. it. I had a couple. I had uh, Close Up by Abbas Kiarostami. Still haven't seen that one. That's been on my list for forever, That movie dude. blew my fucking yeah. mind. I didn't uh, mean to get around Continue. To that. No, no, no. I, I want to talk about that movie off pod because it's too cool. nerdy. Cool, cool. Oh, well, all of my picks are going to be too nerdy. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'll just go down the list and be quick because we have so much stuff to cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, F for Fake, All That Jazz, uh, The Matrix, okay. Eyes Wide Shut, Wet okay. Hot American Summer, Nice. Inside Lewin Davis, and nice. Francis Ha. Okay, Inside Some- Lewin Davis is my next Coen Brothers I'm going to watch. Yeah, Matt. Dude, let me know when you're running that. Yeah. I, okay, yeah, we'll get you over that, that movie's one. so sad, so funny. Okay. Oscar Isaac, height of his powers. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. Damn, I don't really know anything about it. Damn, that's a solid list. Francis Ha, what? I've so heard that's it. That's Gerwig and Baumbach did Got that in like 2012. It. Got it. I know the movie. Yeah. it's kind of, My mom was a dancer when she was young, and okay. so she and I watched that together. It's about the girl, like kind of mid-20s, post-grad malaise, and it, it's a very special movie for my mom. Nice. And so seeing that with her and like talk about it with her afterwards as a, like I'm kind of approaching that period of life yeah. and she is someone who has come out of yeah. it and made a life for herself. Like, I don't know, it was just one of my favorite viewing experiences, even though it was cool. at home during the 
during the pandemic. And we just laughed and cried while watching it together. And that my mom and dad, I don't know how this is for your family. My mom and dad's like movie tastes are so divergent from one another, but where like they both have this very fine line of overlap where my dad, when I go home, he and I will just like run the Mission Impossible series like over and over (laughs) and over and over and over over again. And then my mom, she'll be like, well, what Scorsese have? Yeah, right. What's Gerwig up to? Like she likes like new stuff, like classic auteurs. But my mom's favorite movie of all time, which is now also one of my dad's, is the Melissa McCarthy movie Spy. (laughs) That's awesome. What a pick. I think I watched that with my mom once every three months. That's awesome. I've seen it 20 times. She (laughs) always laughs. It's like Melissa McCarthy is great. She's so incredibly funny. Rose Byrne, one of the great comedic actresses. She's so fucking good in Bridesmaids, so good in Spy. She's one yeah. of the best we have right now. Jason great. Statham in Spy, dude. Jesus, Jason is like, Statham. I just saw The Beekeeper. Yeah, oh shit. <laughs> That's a movie that like 80% of it is weird plots where they're like, we have to figure this out, even though the previous scene was Jason Statham figuring it out, so you already know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, right. But then 20% is Jason Statham just being like, you threatened the hive. And then like the punching a guy 20 <laughs> times until his nose comes out the back of his head. I read a funny thing about it that was like, so the beekeeper is about uh, an organization, like some kind of like, you know, uh, organization of, of agents that are beekeepers, but Jason Statham is also an actual beekeeper, and yes. he's the only one in the movie that's the, an He's actual the only beekeeper. one that's like that none <laughs> of the other beekeepers they're all like kind of just violent people and jason satham's like i've come out the other I'm side saving the bees. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> he's like reformed but that okay can i just like just, please, please can we do a beekeeper please please the, we, we might have not much time for your life story but uh, that, we can dive into the beekeeper that's fine i <laughs> i have a I, i'm not doing anything for another cool, hour yeah, right, we can <laughs> keep it fucking moving um the beekeeper starts off with like Jason Statham is just at this woman's house. He's like, thanks for putting up with me and my bees, bro. <laughs> she's like, of course. And she's of course either I'll like 51 or 79. <laughs> um, and then her, her, her bank gets hacked by this company and she gets fraud alerts on her phone. And so you think like, oh no, like the system that's built to protect her, like it's only going to recompensate some of her money, but they're going to help her out, but not enough. So Jason Statham has to do the... No, she kills herself immediately. (laughs) She puts a gun to her head and pulls the trigger. You see it? (laughs) No, no, but you see the body. Um, Jeez. It's wild. God damn, It goes zero to 100 immediately. Chill out, And Jason Statham's like, that's not good. So, (laughs) you know, obviously... Oh, um, that's fucking great. Isn't it? <laughs> that's fucking bloody brilliant. <laughs> oh, my honey's gone. Uh, <laughs> my fucking bees. <laughs> I, I, the only uh, beekeeper, not a good movie. Yeah. Um, the action is well filmed, but everything else is just monotonous. There's no point where Jason Statham <laughs> like covers his hand in honey and reaches inside a beehive and then punches a guy. There is a point is that happens. I was hoping oh, you're that saying would happen. That, that didn't happen. It doesn't. So that, that, that ruined like, the movie for me. It's right there for the taking. It's so right there. There's a lot of bee puns. Oh, oh, yeah, best moment of the movie. At one point, Jason Zatham has a gun to his head, and um, <laughs> the guy says, well, suppose the question is to be or not to be. Ugh. And Jason Statham, like, smirks as he is wont to do. Yeah. And he goes... I guess I'll take to be. And then he like taps the back of his head, which I guess had like a, 
bomb thing to it a that he was bomb. holding. A bee bomb, yeah. And he blows up like nine cars. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it doesn't matter. It's just a distraction because people are like, why'd that happen? And then he gets away. Just blew up nine, <laughs> nine car bombs. Yeah. Then he went IRA on him. He also like kills <laughs> the entire FBI at one point. <laughs> And and there's no bee killing. Like he doesn't no, kill anyone. With he doesn't bees. use bees. That sucks. He should have. Also, it goes. Here's the thing about this. It goes all the way to the top. The president is implicated in this. So the beekeeper has to protect the hive, which I guess is America. It's it's, it's an a, Epstein. It, it's a it's weird, an Epstein. It genuinely metaphor. is an Epstein narrative. Um, which Jesus Christ. And I know you wanted to carve out about 20 minutes to talk, talk about, about the, the list, list right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that's enough about movies. We can we can move on. Apologies. It's nice, though. I like I like what you said about uh, your parents' film taste. Yeah. My dad watched like eighties B list. Like all he watched was eighties B action movies. Some of the greatest movies. Yeah, ever made. like yeah. like for years, like like Warriors was his favorite Absol- movie. Warriors ever. Midnight Run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, day, like yeah. he fucking loved those movies. Um, cause he like was always, you know, in residency and like, and he was always working. It was always on the TV at night. Yeah. Um, and now he's, uh, now they're kind of, they're both kind of turning into little film buffs a little bit. Yeah. They're both starting to, to read movies. Ooh. Uh, I like to think cool. I play a little part in that. Absolutely. But, uh, that's a nice segue, man, to, uh, to talk about, we're at an hour nine. Holy we, shit. We basically ripped a, a podcast. This is flown by. It's nice, right? Yeah. That's how, isn't it? That's, that's the T-H-D-R-H. Yeah. It sounds like a DVD setting. <laughs> it's, you, know, you turn your... It's oh, you got you, the 4K. You're going to put on the yeah. T-H-D-R-H. You have to set your grandma's TV to that when she <laughs> yeah. buys it. It turns it looks on like motion shit. smoothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it is nice when you, you know, sometimes you can feel you, you get in a groove. Dude. You're like, yeah. We're potted. We're moving. And it yeah. feels good to be back in the chair talking with you, man. Um, but let's uh, let's you know get a little traditional here because um, you have an unorthodox story of getting to you know eventually becoming a national champion. Yeah. Um, so let's start in. You're a Chicago guy. Absolutely. Let's start. Let's start. Shy town. Shy town, my town, baby. Hell yeah. Home of Can nothing but Shai good City? things. <laughs> <Windy What? City. laughs> but you, um, were you in the city? So I was born in the city. I was born cool. at the University of Chicago Hospital. Nice. My parents met at University of Chicago Law School. Cool. My dad's name is Dan, and they met at a bar called Danny's, nice. which they like to bring up a lot. Just kind of like one of those cute factoids. It was trivia night, um, which is very funny because I love trivia. Yeah. Love bar trivia. Love doing that yeah. stuff with friends. Been meaning to get a group to go out to Molly Malone's at some yeah, point. Yeah, we'll soon. go back. We'll go back. Yeah, soon. absolutely. But I was born there and they were planning on raising me in the city until our apartment, you brought up The Shining earlier, got broken into with an axe. Holy shit. Yeah. Dude, someone hears Johnny to someone your apartment? Someone hears Johnny to our door. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. And my like newborn black lab named Audrey oh. uh, scared them off, but they got nice. away with a bunch of my mom's jewelry, Damn. which to be very like... I say a bunch. It's not like she had a lot. Yeah. I think they took like two necklaces and but called you know, it a day. Are, but that's a lot 100%. of times those have a big sentimental yeah. value too. That's fucking cool. shitty. So well, you guys weren't home when it happened though. No, I was taken because I was still like six months year old at this point. They had taken me 
to a friend's baby shower and we got home and saw the destruction. It's not uh, like I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, ah! I didn't, ha- yeah, I didn't have a sense of self <laughs> yeah, for like sure. danger. Yeah. But they then moved us out to the suburbs. So about 40 to an hour outside the city, depending on traffic, grew up in Wheaton, Illinois, okay. which uh, is one of like the most Christian and conservative, uh, like sure. suburb towns in the United States. Damn which was a very interesting culture growing up because my parents are very much like not inoculators. They kind of raised me religiously, politically to just like be free thinking, like come to decisions on your own, which I respect. (laughs) They were logical people. Yeah. yeah, They had a, you know, decency and empathy. That's kind of a through line with me and a lot of the guests on the show is growing up in like these super waspy. Yeah. Like, very religious, but, like, uh, in that veil of upper-middle-class suburbanism, which yeah. feels so sinister to me. Like, it, Protestantism it, as yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, it always felt so, you know, in-your-face and, like, scary to me, but that's interesting. And uh, fans of the show will know super producer Katie Fitzgibbons, also yeah. we Illinois native. She went I went to me. We, cool. Uh, I know some of... Katie's former friends, not well, but I like knew of them. I think she knows some of the people I went to school with, nice. but we never crossed paths until Michigan, which is so funny to me because we were probably like five minutes away from each other when I was yeah. growing up. Yeah. Damn. I yeah, did makes... mock trial. Ooh. Um, well, yeah. You'd be good at that. I, yeah. Cause I was cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, for any young ones listening to the podcast, if you want to be known as like a cool kick ass dude, do yeah. mock trial. <laughs> yeah, dude. Be an attorney and witness. <laughs> best of both worlds. Uh, but sick. I did that. I did some improv. <laughs> I think it's so funny that you have to be a witness in mock trial, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you have to pretend to witness a crime. Dude, I, I was like, I was the defendant for like a hazing case in mock trial. So I had to pretend that I was like involved. Dude, get yeah. something shoved up his bum. The game was called Water Jeopardy. And apparently I made a kid drink like too much water. <laughs> and he died of like hyperthyroidism. It was yeah. wild. Yeah. Damn. Oh, wait, so you did improv in high school. Did improv in high school. Not on the high school team, though. Oh. Because I tried out for the high school team and it wouldn't work out with scheduling for soccer mm. even though they had told Damn, me so you had would. a bit of a troy bolton thing had a bit on. of a troy bolton thing yeah, troy bolton if he wasn't popular <laughs> <laughs> like troy bolton if he was like if this is the top tier troy bolton if he was like kind of here and off to the side where he could hang out with the popular kids but he would never sit at their table did it feel kind of clicky did it feel like there was a pot there was a popular group there's definitely a popular group which ironically enough were the improv kids nice <laughs> <laughs> that's always funny when yeah, it's like that's like objectively the nerdiest thing. kids yeah. ever. Yeah. Well, and like fo- football was not our sport. Like soccer was our main sport. Like homecoming game was a soccer game. Football was like universally recognized as being bad. Our cheerleaders were recognized as being not Ugly. good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I meant I meant poorly trained. Yeah, that's what you meant. Poorly synchronized. Uh, poor things. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like a high school of inversions. Like if you did yeah. improv, you were cool. If you did football, like you, you did sucked. football. Everyone hated you. <laughs> Everyone hated you. Damn, that's interesting. You were a bad athlete. I felt like, I mean... I think it probably, as someone that probably outsiders probably viewed as a popular guy in uh-huh. high school, but I always felt like the people that were considered popular at my school were just like the people that were nice enough to talk to everybody. Yeah. Like we had kids, like there were kids on the football team or like mm-hmm. athletes that like a lot of people just fucking hated because they were douchebags to everyone. Yes. And it was just like, fuck you. And I always thought 
you know, I was, you know, I had my group of little stoner degenerates that I like. <laughs> you had your Lebowski's. With. I had my fucking big Lebowski. It literally was the big Lebowski yeah. crew, dude. We'd get high in Noah's basement and watch Big Lebowski <laughs> <laughs> instead of bowling. But you know, I always thought that was interesting. I, I don't know. Yeah, clicks at high school. So it's obviously the, some of the dumbest shit ever. Well, 100%. but it feel, and, but when you're in it, it's you know, it's all you know. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think we, I think we had clicks, and I, it was definitely there were people were aware of like who was popular and well liked. But I'll give you this example: like, there's this kid Seth Wyma who was a good friend of mine. Damn, like first and last name. First, well, this and is a last good story. Name. Yeah, genuinely one of my favorite people okay, to ever cool. exist. He was not like a performer in any way, shape, or form, but he was just so smart, genius, smartest kid I've ever met in my life. Kind to everyone, really like. Just a genuinely warm person to be around, really generous with his time. Uh, and we had this thing at the end of the year called Mr. Waugh, which was like the talent show for charity that the guys would do. And there was no Mrs. Waugh because of sexism. <laughs> um, but you would vote people to get in the Mr. Waugh. And so there was this huge groundswell movement to vote for Seth and get him in. And he ended up giving like this math lesson on stage about this really cool, like odd under known theorem of <laughs> math history Whoa. that he did through like a rap number. And, like, oh. He brought in friends of his to help him out with. And I feel like at other schools, that's the type of thing yeah. that gets like <laughs> relentlessly <laughs> yeah, yeah. like yeah. Uh, swirly, the wedgied, what have you, but like standing ovation for Seth. And that, <laughs> that's awesome. That I think that is one of the benefits of that school, which does have its institutional flaws such mm. as uh, homophobia and <laughs> racism. But but uh, that's also every school in the Midwest. That's every school in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not single in the mouth yeah. for that. But that I, is interesting though, because you're right. If someone did a math rap at my school, we would have been crying, laughing. Yeah. And been talking about it for weeks. And that, and that kid would be the math rap kid forever. Yeah. You'd call to him this day. Mathy B Raps. If someone would be <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mathy B Raps is great. All right. I don't I can't even riff on that anymore. He closed <laughs> the door on that riff. So so where do you go? Where do you go first? So I I, I applied a bunch of places and it came down to uh a few East Coast schools, uh, a few... Uh, U Chicago was a big one for me I was really excited about. And I ended up getting in at the places that I was looking at. And I ended up accepting this leadership uh, kind of program thing at a school a school I won't name because I'm going to be positive and kind of negative <laughs> about them. Don't want to necessarily <laughs> dunk on them. Okay. But um, tiny liberal arts college. Okay. Like under 2,000 students. Okay. Just really... Really insular community, which is great for a period of time. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Ugh. And so when that happens, classes on Zoom, you're locked in your dorm yeah. at a tiny, oh. tiny space with no outside life. Oh. And while this is happening, I also have some family stuff going on. Long story short, I have a solid enough time at the school that I start at, but... I do three full years there Damn. in English and economics. And I like, I'm liking English a lot. I'm not liking econ, but while I'm doing English, I'm realizing like I'm taking a lot of film classes Nice, and we don't really have a film department here. Yeah. Um, and 
third year ends and I'm going to do this Wait, honors. You graduate yeah. high school in 2018? Yeah, man. I'm okay. I'm I'm born in '99. Ooh, yeah. Damn. I'm okay. 24. Okay. Shit. Yeah. Okay. I didn't so know that. I graduate in 2018. COVID hits sophomore year of college yep. for me. Uh, I do basically a full year virtually, um, and I'm hating it. I'm miserable. Mental health, all time low. Sure. Physical health, not great either. Could be better. <laughs> Family situation going downhill. <laughs> and so in the summer, I come back home, and my sister. Where was this school? This was in, uh, this was kind of the school that shot up. It, uh, this was kind of on the like Southeast coast. Okay. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. No, no, no. It's in North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I just, I don't know. I feel bad. Sure. No, that's fine. It's fine. Um, I'll name people if I'm being complimentary Mm -hmm. like Seth, but if I'm going to. Shit, Shit I don't know. Yeah. It was some of the worst years of my life. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So you go home from North Carolina. Go home from North Carolina. Back at home over the summer, I realized like I kind of want to be closer to home too. Yeah. Because it's a long way away That's from big Chicago. Trip. It's yeah. like a sixteen-hour drive. Yeah. Um, and my sister also comes home. She'd been out of the house for some time, hopping in and out of some therapy centers, some rehabilitational clinics. She checks herself out and moves home. And she and I had had a very contentious relationship during my time in high school. How she, much younger? She's three years younger than okay. me. Okay. So she would have been a freshman when I was a senior in high school. And she has had some significant mental health, some yeah. significant substance abuse issues. She's like the bravest person I've ever met. She's so strong and like really inspiring to me how much she's grown in such a short period of time. But when she comes home, she's very, she's struggling, you know, and it, it, it's hard for me to be away from her in that and hard also to be away from my parents. Yeah. In that. Damn. And so I decide, like, I want to be closer to home. home. Yeah. I look at places and Michigan, super close to home. Great school. Really cool vibe when I tour. Great film program. Film, great yeah. English program. And so I'm like, this is good. I can transfer my English credits in here. I kind of got to let the econ stuff go, which is fine. I wasn't exactly having the best time with that anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can oh, add I hated my economics class. I took Dude, it was Michigan. So I hated it so much. Bad. I, I couldn't it. tell you a single thing. I did. <laughs> uh, you can show me those graphs. You, that could, I studied you couldn't for adjust a, a supply <laughs> demand curve right now. <laughs> yeah. I took a game theory class that's like one oh. of the most fun classes I've ever taken. Oh. If you asked me, anything yeah any topic that i learned in game theory i would blanks fuck genuinely prisoner's dilemma you couldn't yeah but (laughs) i think the second i transferred to michigan i realized like this is what i should have been doing all along because in high school i took some videography courses i took some production courses that were like electives uh that you just use with like a handheld like eight pixel camera but like had a blast doing that really found my creative side in that Did a bunch of creative writing in my English classes, really liked analytical essays, but also really liked doing like poetry and like short stories and stuff like that. That Mr. Wathy I was talking about, my friend Cole and I actually did like a sketch together that we wrote together. And like, that was some of the most fun I'd ever had. And then going into college, I was like, okay, I'll let all that go. Yeah, uh, I'll turn my back on all yeah, the things yeah, yeah. that I love to do. I'll, I'll destroy my passion <laughs> the for the one sake thing of that career. gave me pure joy. <laughs> yeah, I'll kill this part of myself. Uh, nice. But then coming to Michigan and doing some film classes and just talking about cool. it, both analytically and like 
from a production side of things with people. And then my second semester in Michigan doing the sketch comedy class with Terry, yeah. that just like locked something in for me. And A, that was like where I made a lot of my best like film friendships at Michigan through that class. Like, well, friends of the show. Wait, Nicole, so did you Macy. just one year at Michigan? I did a year and a half in Michigan. year and a half in Michigan. I basically did two years in a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm trying to piece together, because you, you, you said something interesting, which was like, I don't really remember when we met. And I, so now I'm trying to piece together from your story when that would have happened. I was okay. aware of you by that time, Cause for you, sure. Because you did uh, the FVSA, right? That's where I you were FVSA. hanging out a lot. Yeah. And I never really went to an FBSA event, but that is that would have been how I started hearing your name. Yeah, because that's how I met like Einish and Ariel. Yeah, yeah. I met Near House, Jesse I Krugel, Krugel for sure. Yeah, that's how I met a lot of people because yeah. I didn't really like first semester of Mish. I don't think I really found my footing. Hard. It was hard. Yeah, until the summer semester I did Nelp, which Macy also oh, did. Oh, shit. The, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's... You, went out to, you were a transcendentalist. I was a transcendentalist, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going full circle actual, back to yeah. the bridge of the beginning, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's where I feel like, oh, this is, like, my space. These are my people. Cool. Met, uh, met Macy there. Met so the, you, you were there. there with Macy? I was there with Macy. Holy shit. That's, yeah. yeah, that would have been crazy. Great time. Could talk about that for hours that we do not. We have. don't have. Yeah. Um. And then okay. So that okay. So that's interesting. Because then I met Macy in L.A. right after Nelp. Yes. Then okay. But then I feel like we hung out a little bit senior year. I feel like we did too. I feel like we were always like hanging out adjacently. Because yeah. I remember hanging with you at Krugel's place at one point on yeah. like the porch. I think there's a photo of us. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was at the end of the year MH party. Yes. Great. Yeah, that's cool. one of my favorite pictures on my Instagram. That's a good pic. It's a great pic of us. Great post. Well um, done. Great night. Great. God, night. That was one of the best great nights night. ever. That rocked. Yeah. Um. Okay. Because because I was doing MH stuff around that point. Okay. We just kind of. We just kind of slowly we're drifted in into similar, similar spheres. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, were you friends with Lance during this stretch? Genuinely, never talked to him before. Um, doing four twenty three together. Cool. So okay. we had the horror class, and we had four twenty three. And he and I would like have conversations every now and then, where he would be like. I just watched this really schlocky movie called Gamer. You should check out. I'd be like, that sounds sick. Yeah. And, and then I wouldn't watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Fuck you, Lance. But <laughs> I, when I was looking to come out to LA, he and I literally walked by each other on the street one day and like got to talk it. And I was like, I'm thinking about moving out here. Like I know some other people are, I want to kind of be with the Michigan community. Cause it meant yeah. so much to me in yeah. such a short period of time. I didn't want to let that go so soon. That's what it's all about. Yeah, man. And he was like, Oh, I'm kind of doing the same thing. I was like, Oh, do you know who you're living with? He was like, genuinely no idea. Yeah. I was like, me too. And so that's how we got to move, like nice. live together. Genuinely like God send. Yeah. We've become such close. Yeah. Friends. You guys so are tight. It's been now. really, it's good stuff. really like meaningful. It. And in, a way that could have been disastrous. Like yeah, walk by random, any yeah. random yeah, person shit. that is in your major on the street and be like, we should, we should live together for across a long the country. Term period of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In with, a new city. With no job prospects <laughs> in the middle of a strike. <laughs> uh, That's awesome though. Yeah, it worked out for the best. I've been like, liking watching your little bro, man. So like watching. It's it. been cool, man. It's been real good. Uh, man, okay, and then so then the MH party, we hang out. I do remember hanging out on that porch. That and was then good. I, and then I remember like at graduation, yeah, just for like at, fil at film graduation, I remember being like, oh, Max. Well, film graduation where everyone looked incredibly nice, and I came in jeans and a waffle shirt. 
I don't remember that. Because I was like, well, this is surely a casual event. I wore a sweater. That's yeah, well, that's good. Like a sweater <laughs> is still better than what I had. Jeez. There were like mustard stains on my <laughs> you jeans. Stopped at the deli yeah, on the way. Yeah, I, I had a hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> I looked like such garbage. Um that's which, awesome though. Yeah, right. Then then you and then now you're a Wolverine. Now you're a national champion. Now I'm for a national life. champion for life. For life. Yeah. And it it really was, I think kind of beautiful being able to just have this full circle experience of like in high school having film and English be something that like I recognize within myself as something that I liked and thought I was good at or at the very least good enough to like try to do and then back then I just don't think I had the confidence or like the self-respect to commit and admit to myself that was something I wanted and then going through this kind of up and down period in my old school just like having really tough time yeah. being away from family and being away from people who I felt like cared about when me. shit's going on yeah. in the middle of the global pandemic. Yeah. And then coming to Michigan and just having like that flame of of writing and of comedy and of film being like lit again yeah. and in a community of such right and isn't Ann Arbor such like a great place to Ann Arbor be for that? like <sighs> best Damn sports it. in the world, best, best football team in the world. world. Yeah man just like really kind of life-changing experience that happened and were brought about by such like weirdly like <laughs> traumatic and yeah. like difficult times. Awful circumstances. But just the brightest of light emerged from like the darkest of shadows. Which it's beautiful. Is it's really, special. really cool. It was special. Yeah. And it still is. I'm yeah. so, so blessed to be out here with, I mean, you guys and just <laughs> the crew at large. It's been crew, really, dude. really beautiful. Yeah. And the pod. And the pod. Now you're, now you're Gen- part of the genuinely, pod family. Genuinely, when I am at LA Fitness working out and I'm listening to THDREH, I'm like, what a time to be alive. God, we're doing the dance thing. We're doing it. That's beautiful, man. And, I, you know, when you said that Succession Deep Dive, or even just I really like that movie chat we had. Maybe we come back, do a little TV show version of that. absolutely. The Danny McBride Deep Dive. That's what we're going to do. Hell yeah. We got a. Have you seen Vice Principals? I've seen Vice Principals. Okay, me and yeah. Justin just started it. Oh, what do you think so far? Funny, fucking yeah. hilarious. Probably like it came out at the, at a time where I understand why it was like shit on kind yeah. of by people, but like in a cat in in a, it's fucking awesome. That show's really prescient. That show gets it's spot the on. Time it's right. spot yeah. on. Goggins is also just on oh. another level. Oh, oh, we can talk about. All right, we'll you'll, do this in our. You'll time. be back on yeah. the show again soon. Lovely. Um. Thank you for having me. Oh, dude, it was a pleasure. Maybe you s- stop by with Lance Absolutely. Uh, when he does the Lions app and we talk. Maybe we'll do a double. We'll double it up. Happy to. Have truly happy back whenever. This is one of my favorite things I've done in a long oh. time. Yeah, hell yeah, man. All right, guys. Uh, it's good to be back. Episodes will be every week from now on. I fucking swear to God I'll be more consistent. Um, national champions. National champions, baby. Dan, please.